Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, February the 15th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Ki Tisa, and it means, When You Elevate. Exodus 33, 12-16 One day Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, Take these people up to the promised land. But you haven't told me whom you will send with me. You have told me, I know you by name, and I look favorably on you. If it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways, so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Then Moses said, If you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and on your people, if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. First Kings five, twelve to eighteen. So the Lord gave wisdom to Solomon just as he had promised. 
and Hiram and Solomon made a formal alliance of peace. Then King Solomon conscripted a labor force of 30,000 men from all Israel. He sent them to Lebanon in ships, 10,000 every month, so that each man would be one month in Lebanon and two months at home. Adoniram was in charge of this labor force. Solomon also had 70,000 common laborers, 80,000 quarry workers in the hill country, and 3,600 foremen to supervise the work. At the king's command, they quarried large blocks of high-quality stone and shaped them to make the foundation of the temple. Men from the city of Gabal helped Solomon's and Hiram's builders prepare the timber and stone for the temple. Mark 1, 1-28 This is the good news about Yeshua the Messiah, the Son of God. It began just as the prophet Isaiah had written, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. This messenger was John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and preached that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. All of Judea, including all the people of Jerusalem, went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. John announced, Someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I am not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. One day Yeshua came from Nazareth in Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. As Yeshua came up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart, and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly beloved Son, and you bring me great joy. The Spirit then compelled Yeshua to go into the wilderness, where he was tempted by Satan for forty days. He was out among the wild animals, and angels took care of him. Later on, after John was arrested, Yeshua went into Galilee, where he preached God's good news. The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. One day, as Yeshua was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Yeshua called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, Yeshua saw Zebedee's sons, James and John, in a boat, repairing their nets. He called them at once, and they also followed him, leaving their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men. Yeshua and his companions went to the town of Capernaum. When the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority, quite unlike the teachers of religious law.
Suddenly a man in the synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit cried out, Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Yeshua reprimanded him, Be quiet. Come out of the man, he ordered. At that the evil spirit screamed, threw the man into a convulsion, and then came out of him. Amazement gripped the audience, and they began to discuss what had happened. What sort of new teaching is this? they asked excitedly. It has such authority. Even evil spirits obey his orders. The news about Yeshua spread quickly throughout the entire region of Galilee. Psalm 35, 1-16 O Lord, oppose those who oppose me. Fight those who fight against me. Put on your armor and take up your shield. Prepare for battle and come to my aid. Lift up your spear and javelin against those who pursue me. Let me hear you say, I will give you victory. Bring shame and disgrace on those trying to kill me. Turn them back and humiliate those who want to harm me. Blow them away like chaff in the wind, a wind sent by the angel of the Lord. Make their path dark and slippery with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. I did them no wrong, but they laid a trap for me. I did them no wrong, but they dug a pit to catch me. So let sudden ruin come upon them. Let them be caught in the trap they set for me. Let them be destroyed in the pit they dug for me. Then I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be glad because he rescues me. With every bone in my body, I will praise him. Lord, who can compare with you? Who else rescues the helpless from the strong? Who else protects the helpless and poor from those who rob them? Malicious witnesses testify against me. They accuse me of crimes I know nothing about. They repay me evil for good. I am sick with despair. Yet, when they were ill, I grieved for them. I denied myself by fasting for them. But my prayers returned, unanswered. I was sad, as though they were my friends or family, as if I were grieving for my own mother. But they are glad now that I am in trouble. They gleefully join together against me. I am attacked by people I don't even know. They slander me constantly. They mock me and call me names. They snarl at me. Proverbs 9, 11 and 12 Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. If you become wise, you will be the one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. Today I want to speak to you from our reading from the New Testament from Mark chapter 1. And we're going to zoom in on John the Baptist and his ministry. John the Baptist's main ministry was to announce the coming of the Messiah and to preach the repentance message. We see in verse 2 of Mark, chapter 1, they're quoting from the book of Isaiah. So John the Baptist's ministry was prophesied about long before he was ever born. 
And the prophecy from Isaiah states the following, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. So we have a John the Baptist ministry that immediately precedes the first coming of the Messiah. And similarly, there's going to be a John the Baptist-like ministry, a spirit of John the Baptist. Um, The anointing and the message of John the Baptist immediately preceding the second coming of Yeshua. So what was John the Baptist's primary message? Let's look at verse 15. Mark chapter 1, verse 15. The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. Or believe on the Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach. So his message is to repent. Let's talk about what it really means to repent. Repent does not mean simply that you're sorry for your sins. Even sinners and wicked people might be sorry for their sins when they get caught, but it doesn't mean that they'll stop doing those wicked things. True repentance involves a change of heart. It recognizes that I have broken the heart of God in my sin. I've hurt His heart, and I've hurt others. And there's a brokenness in our spirit when we repent. We humble ourselves. We don't lie. We don't cover up. We don't make excuses. We tell the truth. We are honest and transparent with the Lord. We confess the sin, and then we turn away from it. We do a 180, and we no longer do that sin anymore. And we begin walking in a new direction, in a direction towards the Father. Repentance is also about returning not only to the Lord, to to Yeshua, to the God the Father, but also returning to His Word, returning to the Torah. And when I say Torah, I mean the whole Bible, all books, uh, all 66 books, cover to cover from Genesis to Revelation. In the book of Malachi, There's a mention of this Elijah spirit, which is also the John the Baptist spirit, because Elijah and John the Baptist walked in the same anointing. Um, They had a ministry of calling people back to the Torah, calling them back to especially the Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Testament. So let's read that from Malachi. Malachi chapter 4, verse 4. Remember to obey the Torah of Moses, my servant, all the decrees and regulations that I gave him on Mount Sinai for all Israel. Look, I am sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children, and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. So the spirit of Elijah is what John the Baptist walked in. 
the anointing and the spirit of Elijah to call God's people to return to the Torah. And that's a part of this repentance that I'm speaking of. Now let's look at verse 7, Mark chapter 1, verse 7. John announced, Someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. That is real humility. He sees who Yeshua is. And when he stands up next to him, he says, let me bow down and let me just, I can't even untie your shoes. I'm not worthy to do even that. You are worthy. And later on, he says, when the the disciples come to John the Baptist and they say, hey, um, you know, Yeshua is going out and he's calling people to repentance and he's uh, baptizing them and uh, doing all these things. What do you have to say about that? And John the Baptist's reply is just classic. He says, I must decrease and he must increase. I pray that that would be our heart also, that I would decrease. And he, Yeshua, would increase in my life. That when you do something or when I do something in the way of ministry, they wouldn't see me. They wouldn't see you. They would just see Yeshua. That Yeshua would be on display. That it wouldn't be about ego or pride or look at me, aren't I so great? But no, it's all about him that somehow I become invisible. I'm hidden in Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. So when I do something for the kingdom, may they see Yeshua, not me. Now I want to jump into Psalm 35, verses 1 and 2. Let's read those verses again. O Lord, oppose those who oppose me. Fight those who fight against me. Put on your armor and take up your shield. Prepare for battle and come to my aid. This is an awesome way to pray, especially if you are going through some kind of a spiritual battle. And ultimately, all battles that we go through in life have a spiritual root to them. Whether it's a battle against cancer, a battle against an oppressive or tyrannical boss, or some kind of an administrative battle with some kind of a governmental entity, or a battle with a spouse, a battle with a wayward, rebellious teenage daughter or son. Whatever battle it is that you're facing, it's ultimately, it's a spiritual battle. And so, if you were fighting A spiritual battle, you don't use literal boxing gloves. You get on your knees and you pray. Because our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with spirits and powers and wicked entities in high places. And so we have a spiritual battle to fight. And so this prayer is, Lord, would you please oppose those who are opposing me? Fight those who fight against me. 
Put on your armor and take up your shield. Prepare for battle and come to my aid. And that's my prayer today. There's a battle I'm going through. And it's with a governmental entity. And I'm running some real harassment. I'm receiving. I'm on the receiving end of some real harassment. And so that is my prayer today, is that the Father would oppose those who oppose me, and that he would fight those who are fighting against me, that he would take up this battle and he would fight it on my behalf and grant me breakthrough, favor, and victory. So praying the word of God, praying the scriptures is a very powerful way to pray. You can't miss when you pray God's word. You will hit the target bullseye every time. Your prayers are like arrows. And when you launch them, when you speak them out, you will your arrow will hit the mark, the bullseye, every time when you pray the scriptures, the word of God. Have a blessed day, and we will see you tomorrow. Shalom. Vish Mareka Yaya Adonai The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.